space, the final frontier. Space Station Ashland sits on the edge of Federation space with its companionship, the USS Dalamis Christian. The space around them is full of mystery and strange wonders, where secrets are kept and danger lurks around every corner. The crew of the Dalamis Christian must navigate treacherous waters as they work to protect the Federation. But as they peer into the unknown, they will discover that the line between friend and foe is not always clear. They will be tested like never before and will face challenges that will push them to their limits. Join us on this adventure as we explore the farthest reaches of space and uncover the hidden truths that lie within the shadows. Tabletop Journeys presents Star Trek Preservations. Star Trek Preservations. It is Ensign Lucent who signals, Sir. Yes? We're, we're being hailed. It's an emergency signal. It. Uh, I'm just getting the hailing. Do you want me to uh, send it through, or are you going to come out here, sir? I'll, we'll be out there shortly. Okay. We all head back out to the bridge. All right. Very good, Ensign. Put it on screen. Your stations. Well, it's you. Please tell me you can get to us. We're we need we're we're near M we're near the M9V system, Kothari system. Tobor, you're our last chance. The Lamas Christian is all we got. Please stay safe, my friend. I don't want to die in space. There's no profit in it. All right, we'll be there as soon as we can. Tobor out. Helm, plot me a course to the Kothari system. Hit it. I mean, as he plots the course and gets... You're achieving max warp speed. As you're doing that, he looks back at you and says, Sir, at max warp, it will take us at least an hour to get to the Kothari system. I turn around and side swivel in the chair and I look at Avidian. I'm like, Avidian, get down there and give me everything you've got. On my way. I wanted to say that for 200 and some odd years. <laughs> <laughs> While he's directing traffic here, I'm going yep. to, uh, I'm going to check the, uh, Whatever the duty rosters are of other ships to see whether or not there are any other ships that are even remotely in the position to uh, to assist. Would Ocean. you kind would you yeah. kindly roll an effects die? Got it. I rolled a delta. I don't know okay. if that's good or bad. In this case, it's okay. You have a Norway class 
that is in the area, but they are at least uh, five hours away, even at max warp. Okay. If you signal them, they will certainly make due haste uh, yep. so they can support you depending on what you're able to do. But basically, they're going to have to they're going to have to get there. Sounds good. I will do that. And then I will apprise the commander that this is being done. OK, very good. Yeah, well, while you're doing that, I a want you to figure out what the hell Klingons are doing this far out here. See what you can find out with from your any of your contacts or friends, and then once you've done that, get me a secure channel to Admiral Pritchard at Aslan. Very good, sir. Najar, knowing that we're facing potential hostile activity as soon as we arrive, is already reviewing the last diagnostics of the tactical systems and making sure that everything is in place, ready to go, calibrated correctly. And while doing so, tosses towards the captain. At the risk of sounding crass, sir, but humor is how we deal with high-stress situations. After we pull his bacon out of the fire, perhaps this would be a fantastic time to renegotiate with uh, Damon Brazig. I'm... We, we, we always would have to respect his culture and can never assist a Ferengi without charging him, so... He'll understand. We're just honoring his culture. Well, I'm going to see how much extra speed I can squeeze out of the warp drive. All right. If I have to get the engineers to go out and push, we'll do it. Nice. Have you ever thought about bolting a runabout to each nacelle, like towards the back? <laughs> Their warp drive is like an extra booster thrust. Don't give him don't, any ideas. I don't think that works well. We could fire photon torpedoes behind us and use the explosions to boost us forward. I'll get right on the shield calibration. <laughs> so I walk back up and around to the tactical security station where Camdrill is and I lean in and I'm like so if these are rogue Klingons uh, we may end up involved in a boarding action so I want you to make sure that our security team is fully equipped with rifles and body armor before we get there and are in position I want guards stationed in engineering and all here on the bridge so that if all we are social systems sir yes Yes. So, I know this is your first time. You've run the simulations, you've scored excellently in training, but we're, this is going to be a very chaotic environment. Kendall's eyes are definitely flashing a little bit, but he has enough control to not let much of it show. And he replies, don't worry, sir. Me and my team won't let you down. I just finished the diagnostics here. The, the tactical systems are ready to go. I'll go take care of arming and positioning my team to best protect 
our crew and repel borders and be back here before we drop out of warp. Outstanding. I'm sure you've got all the protocols in place. Go uh, implement them, Lieutenant. Okay. Uh, Any other preparations? Najar heads for the turbo lift. Uh, I will uh, head back into my ready room, and then uh, when Ocean finishes his thing, I'll confer with him. Sounds good. So I I would like to use the... uh, the well-informed talent that I have, I can add one threat to ask two questions about the situation, the location, as if we had scored momentum on the obtained information spent. Okay. Basically, this comes from the the less than savory elements that I had met in the demilitary zone during demilitarized zone while I was uh, growing up. So I'm looking to find out, first of all, whether or not there are are any reports of the, what was the system's name? The Kothari system is where they are, but they encountered the problem in the Siren Star system. Okay. They basically got chased away from the Siren Star system. All right, to see whether or not anybody knows anything going on in the siren system that is less, not necessarily on the up and up, because as the commander pointed out, they're a long way from home. And whether or not there are any pirate groups that have picked up a any birds of prey. Yeah, as the KDF lost a couple sure. birds of prey. Um, Okay, so there are no reported losses of birds of prey. Um, But but it uh, is a Beryl... I was going to say, it is a Beryl class of of bird of prey. So that's one of the older ones, if I remember correctly. Yeah, but they wouldn't necessarily admit that they had lost anything. So that's why I'm going through these looking through these areas to find out correct so with your with the avenues that you have the ability to check you're definitely finding that there's no reported losses of anything in the area but there have been intermittent sightings of birds of prey at various places that were odd but they're all galactically speaking west and north of Breen territory to be specific and Basically, they were noticed decloaking or there would be basically remnant information where you'd see them decloaked, but they seem to be moving with a purpose of being stealthy. Like they're like when they're sighted, they would when there have been sightings, they're not expected to be there, obviously. But more importantly, once it is once they were noticed, they immediately cloaked and disappeared again. But they have been moving pretty consistently from that galactic northwest of Breen territory south, effectively on path with where the Michael Collins was headed north. They're basically the Michael Collins is heading in the opposite direction of them. And at some point, they would have bypassed each other. They were cloaked, weren't noticed or picked up, and they're heading more this way. 
So this is a lot closer to where you are now, but they basically bypassed the Michael Collins. Okay. And where you guys had your inter issues with the Breen, mm -hmm. that's actually relatively close to the siren system where those destroyed Breen sheep ships were found. I'm bundling information for both the both for Astalon Station and in with the current information, I'm also going to send a, a private channel to uh, the Michael Collins as well to indicate, have them check their logs to see if they uh, notice something that they didn't notice. Okay. Believe they had the that they had the fancy ship that had the super scanners. Am I right yeah. in that? That's the Luna. Yeah, the Luna class as a ship is designed to be have all the bells and whistles that the Delamus Christian got as upgrades. So they're actually the two ships are actually on par for what they're capable of doing, but the Luna was designed to do it very specifically. So you're, they're actually very complementary ships. Yours is just smaller and built for a fight. Let me hit present screen. Elkar Stellar Cartography. So I'm going to scroll in. This purple stuff here is Breen territory. And Aslan Station is located here in the Boreal sector. Right. Roughly speaking, the Michael Collins is heading in a northwest direction along this axis between Tholia and Cardassian space. There's basically a two-sector wide gap between those two sectors of space. The Michael Collins is threading that needle or threading that gap. The Klingon ships came down. Now, it is entirely possible that they passed nowhere near each other. Yeah. But their trajectory is such that, and you know the Michael Collins is following a specific signal. These guys are, are reversing that signal. They're going to where the signal is going. Yep. And so at some point, they either veered off course or stayed cloaked and allowed the Michael Collins to pass or vice versa. Otherwise, they would have actually intercepted because they are riding the same plotted course. Which means there's a good bet that these things came from wherever the Michael Collins is going. Okay. And who's the... Let's see. Do I know that already? What's the question, Adam? No, I was actually just making sure I knew who the XO on the uh, the Michael Collins with, and that's Shaw. Yeah, it's Shaw. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> I just saw a name I didn't recognize in the, the list, and that was because a player I haven't encountered yet. Um, right, okay, so we know that. I will actually see if I can get a, a subspace conversation going on with Lieutenant Shaw, uh, just to compare notes and see if they can let me know where, what they're looking, what they're, do we know what their mission is? Yes, their mission is okay. to follow that signal and find what's causing it. That signal that they're following is where all the subspace issues are coming from. So they're out to find where that is and find out what's on the other end, what's creating the, the gotcha. subspace mess.
All right, so I won't worry about that piece, but I am going to uh, request from them any information that they might have had sensor anomalies that could be consistent with cloaked ships. All right. They're far enough out at this point where it's going to take a little bit for that to get back to you. They are Fair setting enough. up beacons, so it will get better as time goes on, but right at the moment, they ha- they're getting ready to place another beacon, so not much is going to happen at this moment, but you'll right. have information coming to you hopefully very soon. All right. Anybody else have anything they want to do in prep? I just asked say I was doing... Sorry, can I just ask one more sure, clarifying please. point about the uh, the information that I got? The, uh, the information about the Klingons not having lost any ships, that came from people that would know that those ships would be on the black market or that we went through that the Klingons didn't actually report it? So a little of both. One, you're checking clandestine sources, yeah. but you already have access to legitimate sources. Okay. So your legitimate sources are saying nothing's missing. Your clandestine sources are saying, look, there's a ton of stuff missing, none of it recent, and none of it in this area. Okay. So whatever, if you're seeing this and it's not legit, it's been here for a very long time. And further, they say Burrells could be as much as 60 to 100 years old. Got it. So I have absolutely no idea how the game mechanics part of this actually plays out because I haven't sat in your chair yet uh, and tried to master those pieces of it. But in terms of what Najar is doing after he left the bridge, his goal is to outfit all security personnel with his rifles and deploy them throughout the ship in combination with enhanced internal deflector shields, block hallways okay. to create the an, adva- the an advantage called well-defended in the event that they were boarded. How does that work? Okay. So you can spend momentum to create advantage or do a task to create an advantage. I believe it would be a task then as I'm working with my crew to set them up. Correct. The phaser rifles, however, if you're outfitting your team, is going to create a threat. Um, rifles and body armor, yep. Mm, and body armor, too, yeah. All right. If we're preparing to be boarded, possibly, we're, we're going to be ready. Security teams are, are outfitted. Effectively, that's you're going to be moving to a yellow alert kind of scenario, I, I assume. Basically, everybody, non-essentials are going to be in different places. Critical areas that do not need to be regularly accessed are going to be secured, guards to be posted, things of that nature. So it'll be harder to right. get into engineering. It'll be harder to get into the computer core. Bridge will have defenders outside and inside the doors. All of those types of things are going to be already be in place. Now, you're a small ship. You don't have a ton of people. So you don't have personnel for two people in one place, and you have other teams that basically have to be auxiliary security personnel to fill fill roles because you're a smaller ship. So you've only got six decks, so you have to rely a lot on internal sensors, internal force fields, locked bulkheads, things of that nature. No, and Najar 
It's actually different now since I changed my character, so never mind. He used to have a focus in uh, ship and ground-based deflector shields because he worked with them in the farming community where he grew up. But I turned that into starship and star-based tactical systems, so never mind. Okay. Little, I'm going to be squeaking out a little extra speed out of the warp engines. Absolutely. So we're going to do that challenge first. And the difficulty, because we're max warp, we're going into combat. I'm going to say that's a difficulty of two unless or of three unless you wish to reduce that difficulty by shutting down other systems or emptying or asking that certain non-critical areas are shut off like you could say let's shut off life support to all the crew quarters have put everybody in duty areas or something like that to get that extra power you could ask for something like that <clears throat> i will send the request to the captain to shut down non-essential systems so that we can get some extra speed. Captain, are you good with that? Yes, make it. Okay. There's one of your Vasily who's getting to his, he basically leaves an area that he was in as he's getting ready to go to his stuff and he can be overheard saying, oh, yeah, it's the Tenari protocol. Freeze them out so we can get where we got to go. About time we got the ship to a civilized temperature. Do you want early access to every Tabletop Journeys episode? How about exclusive content? live broadcasts, and the chance to throw dice with your favorite hosts and fellow fans. Or, heck, do you just want to support the show? Join our Patreon today at www.patreon.com slash ttjourneys. We have tiers to fit any budget for a monthly commitment, or you can make a one-time contribution to the cause. We love doing the show for y'all, and support helps us keep creating and producing great content for you. So join us today at www.patreon.com slash ttjourneys. <laughs> All right. If you'd kindly make your roll, your difficulty is going to be a two. All right. Because I don't want to blow up the ship while we're heading there, I'm going to spend a threat to get an extra dice. Yes. So I can re-roll. And I believe because I have the engineering crew, I reduced the difficulty by one, correct? Yes. Yep. All right. And because we are doing this in a crisis situation, I believe I can use Daring Engineering, correct? Yes. And because we're dealing with the warp drive, warp field dynamics, the warp field dyma dynamic focus would be appropriate. Yes. Okay. Two ones and a 13, so that's five successes. Ooh. You get two momentum, which is going to give you some immediate spends. Or, I'm sorry, you get 
It was two, you got five, so you get three momentum. You're already at six. But we reduced the difficulty down to one, so that should be four momentum. Oh, it, wa it was three reduced to two. Oh, three reduced to two. Gotcha. Yep. All right. So we've got to spend three momentum now, correct? Yes. Yep. So what are some good things to spend momentum on? If Lee would allow us, can we just spend momentum to get there quicker? Yeah. So that'll essentially we arrive. Essentially, the advantage would we'd essentially create an advantage against the whoever's in those birds of prey that they're not expect not expecting us this quickly. So they're not they're not fully. Uh, okay. geared up and expecting f us. So we may actually uh, catch them uncloaked. Or more likely you'll get there before they can find them. Basically, Brazig was worried that they'd be found. You might yeah. get there before they get found is, is right. what happened. As opposed to we maybe, after the shooting has actually started. Could we maybe spend one of those momentum a kind of a create advantage to put some extra energy to the sensors? Maybe so we can find Brazig a little quicker. You, you shut them down. <laughs> I, I don't consider sensors a non-critical system. Yep. However, I do have, as a talent, a little more power. Whenever you succeed in engineering task board, you may spend one momentum to regain one spent power. We haven't spent, we technically haven't spent any power mm. in this scene so yet. Could it what supercharge us to one more power capacity temporarily for the upcoming situation? I, I, that's where I was going to lead. I would be willing to mm -hmm. let you do that momentum spend to give you an addition, basically a bonus power to be spent in combat. Okay. That sounds fair. Then I will do that. Okay. And, Najar, you were... I've planned for this scenario in every day, every night. Defending the ship is my job. Every life in here is my responsibility since I was given this position. And Najar has a very precise plan for where people will be placed, where force fields will be put up, and uh, how the ship will be defended to focus on securing the bridge, engineering, and sickbay, medical. Mm -hmm obviously protecting the crew as well and i will be rolling based on that control security okay to create an advantage defended for the ship i'm not sure what end game benefit you want to give it but if you get boarded it will provide a task difficulty increase for the enemy to hit your people and what is my difficulty your difficulty is going to be a three. A three? Oh, goodness. You're just trying to make me spend one threat, which I will, and two momentum to buy two additional dice? Wait, Lee, before that, a traditional create advantage is a base difficulty of two. Is it okay. any more difficult than normal? No. In that case, it's two. It would be traditional. Okay. I'm fine with that. And then Camdrill has 
As chief of security, he has his security force team, which lowers the difficulty by one. By one, which makes it a one. Yes. Thank you. Okay. See, I have so much to learn from you. Advantage of seven lifetimes. So I only need a single success. And we have how many momentum? Six. So we're already maxed. We're maxed. Then I won't bother spending anything to get another die. And if I fail, hopefully we don't get boarded. What happens because I said that, right? Two successes. Almost a critical. I got a six against my security of five, but only two successes. Okay. Two successes. You are successful in creating your advantage. You have one momentum, which you can now do with as you will. That is security protocol Najar 1, anytime we have time before combat to set up. Okay. You do that two or three times, that will basically allow you to do that without a roll in the future, but you gotta, your people have to be drilled on it and have it actually work out a couple times. Oh, they've been drilled already, but we'll continue. Right. To make sure I don't get yelled at by the captain, make sure my phaser's hooked onto my lanyard. Good job. <laughs> and when Najar makes it back to the bridge, he is also outfitted yeah, in combat that. armor and has a phaser rifle slung across his back because he takes his station at tactical. Okay. I want everyone. There's only 40 of us. Crank up the replicators. I want everyone in armor and rifles. All right. Everybody is suited. So in, in prep, I did want to call Astolin Station before we, in our during our hour to get there. Okay. Your hour is down to 20 minutes. Okay. Still yeah. want to get our... Yeah, you, I want... You get through? Yep. I tell that, you know... This is Talamis Christian. We've received a distress signal from Damon Bradzig in this sector. He appears to be under attack by two two or more unidentified Klingon Borel-class uh, birds of prey. We are moving at maximum warp to investigate and intervene. We have contacted the uh, USS Norway-class. They are moving to intercept, but they are about five hours out. You hear the voice of the communications officer about to speak, and then they are immediately cut off. This is Pritchard. Admiral. Did you say two birds of prey? At least two, sir. Proceed with caution. Keep me informed. Of course, sir. Before you are able to, the communications officer says, Tobor, be careful. Your communications are going to be delayed. You are about to leave the area in which subspace relays will make communication instant. Your delay in communication is likely to be five to ten minutes. Appreciate the heads up, but I know I understand we're already out here. They're ass hanging out, so we'll cover it. Appreciated that little bit of lag at the end of Lee Winnika's sentence just to sell it. <laughs> Unfortunately, I don't think that's going to come across in the recording, but that that would have been nice. 
All right. So you finish that call. Anybody else have anything to do in that 20 minute prep time? So I want to get, so we have, it's not Luson because Luson isn't our, my assistant flight control officer. There's a unnamed Lieutenant JG uh, right now, Lee. So I don't know if you want to generate up a, hit up a character for him. I had Luson as the next comment and I had Asha, as the, the Navilan Asha as the shuttle pilot. I didn't have anybody else in there. But there's, so there should be, there's a lieutenant, uh, or there are, Azra is the principal flight controller. She has Correct. her assistant flight controller, who's a lieutenant JG, and then three ensigns, and then two first class crew members. Ah, so okay, so I'm, I'm missing that JG. Hang on one second. All right, under the uh, Najar 1 protocol, if Arvik is taking over the con on the bridge, Lusan will go and prep the tech habit. In fact, I'm going to have the three ensigns, the three, quote-unquote, I don't want to call them backup ensigns, but the three flight ensigns each in a runabout in the, okay. in, ready for deployment. All right. You want to assign them to which ones? Luson to the tank Abbott, Asha to the Nessie, and our third unnamed ensign to the Eagle. Got it. Ensign Kaval Chetthanar, another Andorian. I almost made a cockpit jockey. And you're going to give me that name? Yes, one second. <clears throat> I did a combat, a, a, a space jockey for the other for the other ship. He's a bit of a wild card. For the other ship, yeah. Yeah. Has the, has the value that I can't remember what it is off the top of my head, but it's along the lines of hold my beer. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think you should just change it to that personally. I think that would be awesome. We have beer commanded. And that's Caval. That's the Andorian? Yes. All right. So we have Arvik in, on the con of the Dalamas Christian. We have Lusan in the Tank Abbott. We have Asha in the Nessie. And we have Caval in the Eagle. All your pilots are prepped and ready. They can launch whenever asked. So the question from Helm was what, Lee? Hey, Sorry, before up. I interrupted you. Uh, did you want to enter at the at the edge of the system and fly in or did you want to stay at warp and try to thread the needle and get all the way up to the planet that you wanted to, to see let's come in as hot as we can okay so what you're seeing is the info on the system that we're in it's a dual star system there are three planets one in the out uh, in the inner core and then there's two in the outer core. 
the third planet, which is what we're talking about, Kothari 3 has two large moons, nine medium moons, 11 small moons, seven moonlets in its space. And somewhere in that area is hiding Damon Brassic. So the question is, if you go to the edge of the system, it's safer, it's easier, no rolls necessary. If you try to get into the system and get basically right up on the planet, that's a little bit more of a difficult navigational task. So, Lee, am I looking at this correctly? They're both Class J Jovian gas giants, but they've got a bunch of moons, right? Correct. Okay. So he's playing dodgeball in and amongst all these 20-something moons, right? Correct. Okay. Especially since it's it's the third world out, what's come in to warp, out of warp right in high, high orbit of Kothari 3. Okay. That is going to be a task for the pilot of difficulty two. And I will Coming assist him basically with my... drop out of warp in the right spot. Perfect. I will assist and... him with presence command. Sure. Adam, do you want to roll for the lieutenant? Sure. What am I roll? Two dice or one? You're in the, you'll be in the lead, so two dice, yes. Okay. So what's the difficulty again, Lee? I'm sorry. I missed it. Two. Three? Two? Two, two. Lose? Yep. Dose. Two all okay. day. Okay. Do we still have momentum, or is this a new scene? Yep. Okay. It, 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 as you're dropping out, we are starting a new scene, so you are at five. Okay. All right. What stats for this individual? I'll be control con. Yep. Oh, mine. So uh, the control con is 14. Okay, got it. He has uh, high gravity maneuvers as a focus. Okay, it looks like I have, I'm going to guess that their con is less than, is four or less or? No, three or less. Their con is three? Yep. Okay, so I got one success. All right, they're not as badass as us. Will someone roll for the ship, which is engines con? 14 or less for assistance. Dave, you want to grab that one? Sure thing. Got an eight. Excellent. And then I will assist with a presence command and 11 to assist. So three successes total. So back up to six. All right. We are back to six. You pull out a warp. You are right over the giant in the right, the gas giant. You're in the right space. This planet is a brilliant blue with waves of like purple. How Jupiter has that red spot, but it has those bands of storm systems that kind of roll north and south of it. This doesn't have a red spot, but you can see the different bands of gases and different colors rolling as they go so it's it's largely a bluish color but it's got like these two deeply purple storm bands that kind of curl and roll and roil as they go and every so often you see like just plumes of gas just pop out of the various places and they go pretty high in high orbit 
Join us next week for the season finale of Star Trek Preservations. <laughs>